Should in God we trust be the motto of these United States. Because I'm a white person, does that mean I have white privilege? These and so many more questions will get answered today on the Joe Padula Show. Absolutely. He doesn't wonder what it's like on the ground in Afghanistan. He's been there, serving our country and defending Lady Liberty. Absolutely. It's the Joe Padula Show, Clarksville's Conversation. <laughs> I'm ready for the weekend, but before we get there, we got some things to talk about today because this former combat correspondent, soldier with the Segregate Combat Team Strike, 101st Airborne Division, Air Assault, is ready. I'm ready for some real talk. I am ready for some real facts. I am ready for your real opinions. And I'm definitely ready to party with a purpose. Mm-hmm. So, intern Shane, shut the door if you could. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you. Now I'm ready. Now I'm ready. Thank you, intern Shane. Haircut looks good, by the way. Here, quick, pop in the camera real quick. Show it off. Yeah, look at him. Look at him. He looks like a uh, looks like a Street Fighter character's kid. Right? <laughs> yeah. Fresh soldier from 21st place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. Hey, thanks for checking us out. Like I said, we got a lot of things to go over here today. But hey, make sure to share this on your timeline, all right? We got this thing where they don't like... Uh, I don't know. Facebook doesn't like promoting honest and interesting conversation. Some report it as hate speech. I am not hate speech, my friends. Just trying to have a civil dialogue. Not a monologue, a dialogue. Speaking of the dialogue, what's up, Lawyer Wayne? What's up, Joe? What's up, Bay? Nothing up. Bay? Good times at Wicked Good uh, Trivia last night. Well, where is it? Yeah. Yeah. Bay's a cook over there, by the way, at Wicked Good. He's very good at it. Very good at it. So, yeah, we had a nice time. So, every Thursday's at Wicked Good. Shameless plug. Glad it went good. 7 o'clock. <laughs> Coach Chestnuts! What's going on? Oh my god, I even see you there! Slow motion, man. Where Slow you motion. been? I've been teaching a fifth grader. <laughs> a, a, a fifth grader? Yeah, my, you know, they shut down the schools in New York like they did everywhere else, so my son had to come in town and I had to get him through the fifth grade so he can make it to the sixth grade. So you had to go to New York? I, dr- I went to New York, brought did, him back here. Uh, did you drive? When was this? This was the second week in, no, third week in March. Mm. Oh, okay, right when it was all happening. Right. 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 His mom had to work, so he would be stuck home by himself. Can't have that. Uh-huh. No, so no, no. I'm home sitting twiddling my thumbs, <laughs> so I got to make sure my son make it to the sixth grade. Now and he's it, back. Now he's yeah. back in New York. He just left uh, Wednesday, did, and, and he's going to sixth grade with flying colors. Did he have to be in a 14-day quarantine since Tennessee was put he, on that 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 fascist list that yes, New York and Jersey was doing? <laughs> it's actually really unfortunate. Um, oh, I, I know. Uh, um, they actually, they took uh, when they flew back in. They they took their her driver's license number and annotated her address and everything. Yeah, to document where they're supposed to be staying for their fourteen days. Awesome. So awesome. New York State is, is definitely serious about See, it. I'm, I'm using that as an excuse not to go home and visit my folks. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a good excuse. I it's mean. like I can only get a week off, but I need fourteen days for the quarantine first. Right, so right, right, right. just not working out. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, mom and dad. I want them to come down here. Yeah, absolutely. Really? Oh, of course. Nah, I don't want nobody visiting until this is over. They're from New York. Not from anywhere. Oh, they're good. Just they, in general. They got the antibodies. Yeah. 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 Right. They do. Oh, they do. Mm. Oh, my father's got a hell of a story. He was working in, or is still working. Well, he can't retire. You know how old school people are, mm. right? Can't retire. 
So he's uh, at the the veterans' home there. You know, he, he served in Vietnam. He, he's, okay. He's taking, you know, he paid his dues. Yeah, he, he's a tough guy. So he, he works at the veterans' home over there. And man, they had over 120 deaths in that freaking I believe it, yeah. in that veterans' home. And he had it. He had it in January. Wow. Yeah, but he was in there going into work every day. They, they said they he, he said they made him put on this like. Uh, uh, outbreak suit, yeah. <laughs> right? Tyvex material, and he, he kept on complaining. You know, it, it made his his, his balls itch, right? <laughs> You're moisture. gonna get an angry phone call later. The, yeah, mo- yeah. the moisture oh. build up. <laughs> what are you talking about? My balls on the show for? <laughs> All right, what are you doing? <laughs> Moisty balls, and that's an accurate impression of him. He does sound like Tony Danza <laughs> from Who's the Boss, right? <laughs> hey, Angela. <laughs> Uh, Robert Russell, what's up, man? Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Hey, uh, great to have you here. You guys hold every Wednesday. You guys have uh, you guys have a meeting. Uh, the 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 atheists of Clarksville. Or did you guys change your name? Well, it's um, Free Thinkers. Free now. Thinkers, mm-hmm. right? Uh, beautiful. And you guys meet every Wednesday, and you have great conversations and debates. We try to. <laughs> where, where do you guys meet up at? At Evil Nash Brewery. Evil Nash. Nice. Tenth. Yep. That's what's up. And soon we're going to be talking about In God We Trust, because it is a national motto, but should it be? We're going to have a civil conversation about that. And that's what I love about you guys, you know? And uh, Intern Chain, on that camera, if you could pan over, because, yes, we got uh, JoJo Jimerson. What's up, JoJo? How you doing, brother? Doing good, Doc. Oh, yeah. Let me get that, that microphone up on you. Now, now... Jojo, I'm glad you're here, and soon we'll get you in the hot seat, because after we, we talk about In God We Trust, I got to know about this white privilege. I got to know. I got to know if I got it. <laughs> and if I got it, how do I get rid of it? Well, maybe I'm allergic to it, but we'll find out. And are you going to be, uh, I, I got a keyboard. You going to play the keyboard? You got a keyboard for real? No, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> we got one downstairs, though. <laughs> we do. Where, where do you play? I play at Living Word Ministries. Awesome. But you don't sing? No, I'm not a singer. I love singers. I love music. I love live music. We haven't had live music in a little bit, but we'll, we'll get it back going. All right, so let's go right into this one. Here we go. Boom. Sorry, Glitch Mob. i got to put you on pause. i got to back off. See, the, the peas are popping. I don't like it. And I just looked at Intern Chain like it's his fault. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> that has nothing to do with you. You're good. All right, so... In God We Trust. All right, intern. Put that camera back where it needs to go. Thank you, lawyer. I get to boss the intern around, don't I? Ouch. (laughs) He should have said please. (laughs) You don't say please to an intern. (laughs) But he's intern What's the point of having an intern? Hey, I'm supposed to be the harsh one on him. (laughs) That was my problem. I was harsh on all the other ones that didn't last. He's the longest lasting intern so far. They didn't last for a day. Bay, remember I made uh, the one girl, Frankie, call me Coach Padula? Yeah. Because she wouldn't listen to me, but she would listen to her soccer coach. Yeah. And then I made her do push-ups. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. She didn't last a lot. No. I bet. Live and learn. <laughs> but all right, in God we trust. All right, it's been on the U.S. currency since uh, 1864 here. Uh, first on the coins during the Civil War, and then paper money nearly a century later. And uh, that, that was in a totally different war, uh, a Cold War. All right? Uh, and, you know, uh, they, they, they had these debates in Congress and Senate about making it uh, on the money and the U.S. motto. And... Quote is, uh, a symbolic weapon against the Soviet threat of communism and Marxism. And what's the one big thing communists didn't believe in? A higher power. So in retaliation to Soviet godliness, godlessness, I should say, in 1954, officially, under God, was added to the Pledge of Allegiance. And then in, uh, it was 56, I believe, that you first saw it 
as the official motto. Right. Because it was changed from uh, e pluribus, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, unum, e pluribus unum. Which, uh, which means uh, of, of out of ma- many, out of out many, of many one. one. Right. So, uh, and then they chanted it to, in God we trust. So, um, I, uh, in my eyes, a grand gesture to separate that freedom from communism. I get what they were doing. The Cold War. The big red scare back then. Everyone's remember, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yes, yeah, so, uh, so I, I, Robert Russell, uh, thank you for joining us. So why do you feel that In God We Trust should be removed? I think there's a, an obvious argument that the In God that we're talking about is, uh, is a singular God that has to do with uh, the Judeo-Christian population here in the United States. So it just depends on since the melting pot of America is so vast that we're actually talking about multiple gods in multiple different religions across the United States. And if everybody has citizenship, then how do they express their belief in that one God? Because I don't think that when they put it on the money or put it on your license plates, they were talking about Krishna. They weren't talking about Buddha. They weren't talking about any of the other gods. So, What proof gives you that, uh, or I'm not saying proof, uh, what makes you think that it's endorsing one specific religion or two? Well, because it literally says in God, not gods or uh, higher powers, or I mean, it's just it just kind of feels like it's it has a singularity to it that no one is going to subscribe to. Oh, and when you're talking about the u- utility of the United States, it's just a big um, thing that we did to push back against the Soviets. So um, if it stands now, and we're trying to be more inclusive in all of our Populations, then why do we keep up with this one motto to keep the people united? Now, I saw the, uh, you know, uh, you know, people debate this. This has been an ongoing debate for quite some time. And uh, I always hear the separation of church and states. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lawyer Wayne, do, do you know where separation of church and state, uh, you know, what document that's in? Yeah, it's one of the letters from Thomas Jefferson where he was assuring a minister, uh, I believe it was, that there would always be a wall of separation between the church and state. It wouldn't be encroaching on on their religion, right? Right, but but not in the Constitution or anything. In, no, the Constitution has what we call the Establishment Clause. Right, says Congress shall not establish a religion. Right. Now, with the uh, now, as a question, uh, Christian, okay, I, I, you know, I answer to who I believe in right. is 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 my Maker, and uh, now when it comes to other religions, okay. Muslims, they, they call Allah, right? Right. Allah, when translated into English, is? I believe we always translate it as God. Mm-hmm. Does it, though? Yeah. Uh, it carries got... a, a certain connotation. We know who we're talking about when we're talking about Allah. Well, yeah, you know who you're talking about when you're talking about Allah, but the Judeo-Christian God is a, is a God of three, right? He's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and Islam doesn't observe that they don't have they have they have muhammad who was a prophet right 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 but they don't have their allah as a split entity to them so there is a defining factor there between us you know there's they have a god that they parsec to one specific being and we have one that moves in three fashions you know the judeo-christians now coach chestnut okay uh, you're involved with the montgomery county uh, school systems uh in God we trust, a uh, pledge of allegiance, okay? Uh, one nation under God. Uh, do they even do the pledge of allegiance in the schools anymore? Yes, we still do the pledge of allegiance. Mm-hmm. And uh, w- what is the sentiment and, and the feeling of those doing 
under God in school? To be honest with you, I think we all just do it as of a feel of nature, and we just, just everyone does it, so we just do it. Uh huh. In six years, I probably had maybe one or two students question it, but I just turned it into a lesson plan, and I put it to you like just like I feel like everyone has a right to believe and think what they want to believe, right? And I'm not gonna create a confrontation in a school environment for that anyway. If you don't want to stand for it, if you don't want to be involved in it, then my point was just sit quietly and let's you know get through it, and then you have that moment of silence to do whatever you need to do as your individual faith as well. So I think you're not gonna make everyone happy, but everyone has the opportunity to do what they need to do before they get their day started as well. Bay, uh, ever have an issue with uh, seeing money? You know, in God we trust a national motto on it, uh, a coin, a, a bill. Nope. No. <laughs> <laughs> Never said I'm not gonna take that. The do you understand where where the ones who do see it maybe I don't I don't want to say triggered the word or, or, or would they do people get triggered by it? Some probably do if they don't believe in that faith. Everybody got their own opinion on things. And America is a what a Christian based country, ain't it? Uh, it is based on Judeo-Christian values, uh, the foundation of it. And, uh, but, uh, but I understand the argument that not everybody, you know, has a God. Like an atheist, all right? Uh, uh, Jojo, an, an atheist, and uh, intern train, I, I did that because you just sat down. Yeah, no. <laughs> Hand that camera back. Uh, I'm up. sorry. Camera, camera four is not operating at the moment. I'm sorry, okay? Uh, Jojo, okay. Um, uh, you mentioned earlier, okay, uh, you, you, you play the keys in your church, okay? So uh, a, a Christian church? Yes. Okay, and an atheist. Who do you think an atheist sees as a god or, or a higher being or, or if any? I can't say what an atheist sees. Um, I can only go by what I see, uh-huh. if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it can be numerous things. Some can think of, I mean, what? Some can think of, I think of self, I think of environment I think it was what's in front of me I think of facts so I can't say what atheist thinks of because I, I think as a Christian so I can't say that understood understood Robert an atheist what would what would an atheist like to have as the national motto oh. or even have a national motto yeah I mean whatever the national motto is is that long as it doesn't um, subscribe to some kind of higher power that can't be uh, you know, factually tested against science would probably be the national thing that we should do. I mean, I, I, it kind of throws me for a loop too, because we talk about such a spiritual aspect to a per, you know, people's spirituality is very personal to them. Yeah. Um, so to, to prescribe the entire United States to a singular motto, um, especially on currency, right? I mean, what is, I mean, currency is like, I read, I read rooted some, in evil. I read I mean, some people that had some very angry things to say about put, putting putting it on the currency. And they said it cheapens, you know, putting God. We, we don't want that associated with money in the first place. Well, yeah. you, you put Christians on the currency. Sure. You you put, well, you put presidents on the country. Yeah. You put important people on the currency. Right, 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 right. I'm frankly very uncomfortable with that as, as the as the motto for a variety of reasons. I think it was probably a bad idea to do that in the first place, and I don't like the motivations that it came from. See, I don't mind the motivation that it came from. It sounded it, when you look at the history of it, it sounds like both when they started doing it back originally and especially during the Cold War, 
it was it was intended to suggest that God is on our side in this mm. conflict, in the conflict with communism, or in the conflict with the Union versus the Confederates. When is when it took off too, and, you know, to to call upon to put that on your money as if you're going to call upon God's favor. Um, that to me is a bad motivation. Um, I thought a lot about the the motto in, in terms of, you know, it never bothered me because I agree with it. But just because I agree with it doesn't mean it's right. Uh, right for everybody. If we said our national motto was, you know, Allah is God and Muhammad is his prophet, mm-hmm. that would make a lot of people very uncomfortable because they say, look, I'm not a Muslim. Right. Why is that the national motto? Is this a Muslim nation? But then I look at it, the word God itself. Right. It doesn't mean Christian God. It, it doesn't mean Jewish God. I, I get who it created is, it, it for, uh, in that guy. But for an atheist or a, a Buddhist or, 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 or someone who worships most, multiple gods. A Satanist who, who a is Satan, God. Satan. Yes. It certainly does, it doesn't make you feel, suggest that the country has taken a position, right? Uh-huh. And, you know, as, as an American, we have this idea of you do not have to share. We, we are not a Christian country. We're a country full of Christians from the beginning and still are to, to a great extent. But we don't hold ourselves out as being a Christian nation the way other countries, like the England has the Church of England. Other countries are explicitly Muslim. Well, we know why the Church of England was created. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody, but, somebody but wanted America, a divorce. America wasn't, <laughs> wasn't founded that way. In fact, it was founded as the opposite. It was intended right. to be welcoming to, if you want to come here and be of any religion or of no religion at all, that you are just as much an American. And when you create a motto that, that, that is explicitly religious like that, I have to worry, one, is it unwelcoming to those in minorities? And two, if we allow that kind of thing, if someday I, or the people that believe like me, are on the wrong side of it, have we opened up the door to, say, a, a Muslim motto or an atheist motto or something like that? Because just because the Christians you know, form a majority at some point in the past or even now doesn't mean they always will. Well, then what, what should the motto be? Mm. Okay. What what should be on that currency? See, Facebook, what, 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 yeah. comments. I'm sure yeah. somebody has suggested a better <laughs> motto by now. Well, I mean, is the answer going back to e pluribus uh, unum? Any politician that were to suggest that now would experience a lot of blowback, mm-hmm. right? I think that would just, you know, in the in the as they always would, but the culture wars and such, they're just going to open themselves up to people saying all kinds of nasty things about them. They ain't going to do it during an election year anyway. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No, not that. That conversation will be had. So on a practical March, level, March. I don't think anyone's got the guts to do that right now. Maybe we should take all the presidents off the dollar bills and put state flags and animals. No. Well, state flags are very problematic, yeah. and animals I, are too. I just say we create more bills, like a $7 bill, okay? <laughs> all right? I, um, we need more. Here's a, here's a $12 <laughs> bill. We need a greater variety of yes. bills. That's your, I agree. That's, that, that's my answer. All right. Or just, uh, uh, that'll you, go on all the Bitcoins. Yeah. What's the Tennessee state motto? Do we have a state motto? Yeah. Go Falls. Is it Go Falls? Go Falls. Uh, it's the Go Falls. I know yeah. we're the volunteer state, state but do we have a motto? Alexa. I'm sure we do. What? Alexa, stop playing music. Alexa, what is the Tennessee State motto? The motto of Tennessee State University is think, work, serve. Mm. Yeah, that's the state university. That's that. boring. My wife suggests that the motto be a fool and his money are soon parted. That would be good on, on money. Yeah, print that on the money. <laughs> the penny saved is a penny earned. There's our motto. That's pretty good. Leader be lit. JoJo, what do you think? What should be the motto? Should we change it? Um, should we change it? 
That's a, that's a hard answer. Intern Shane, um, this is a, your cue, yeah. Because absolutely. I think the whole thing is based off like how people present it, how they look at it. Because nice. I look at the whole ends of like if you started a country, if you found or you, you let's say I just found some land and I took over, this is the land I got, boom. What would I start it on? You're going to start it on your own beliefs. But if you also welcome everybody else to join in, you would you want people to come in and change what you have started? So it's like it's one of those things like I'm welcoming you in, come join in and be a part of it. But then once you come into my house, hey, you need to change that light bulb, you need to change that picture because, you know, you see what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like a, you're welcoming people in. But I'd look at it, they probably wasn't looking at the ends of offending people. They're looking at the ends, this is where I grew up on. This is a nation, you know, we want to give everybody free rights to come in. Believe what you want to believe. But I think, man, when we push in towards other beliefs, like, hey, now you need to respect our beliefs. We're not pushing that on you. Yeah. So, but it, it comes back the other way. Like, hey, you need to change that because I think also it's that passive aggressive thing. Like, we're being passive. Like, we change, hey, you can believe what you want to believe. But then some people take that as a, this is an opportunity as well as like, let me change it towards what I want to because that's what I want. Uh, what is the saying? Uh, give an inch. Yeah. Right. I'll take them out. What JoJo says is, is kind of the legal reasoning why we don't have problems in America. You can imagine people complaining and say, in God we trust. Why, why, you know, they've challenged that in court. And what he says about the idea that if you're founding a new country, that you're going to found it on the principles that you believe is, the, is basically the reason why things like the national motto and putting under God in the pledge and such have survived legal challenges. If you think about it, the Declaration of Independence is tied up with the founding of the country, and it speaks of a creator endowing us with rights and such. It's bound up in the principles of what founded the country. And if we start to say, look, any acknowledgement of the idea of a higher power is against, say, the Constitution, well, we might say, well, why are we even allowed to display the Declaration of Independence at this point? Hmm. Um, so the courts have basically said, look, it's okay to acknowledge that the founding principles of the country had these ideas for their institutions. What that means to us today is a debate that, well, we're having now. Right. And, Robert, you, you bring up a, a good point because uh, it's not like – and, yeah, that's, that's your cue. <laughs> He's killing it, though. He's killing it. I love it. I like it. Now, the – it's not like it's one or two groups that are pushing for this. It, it is a decent amount of people. Yeah. I mean, it's not a majority, but but it, and, and that that doesn't make any difference. You know what I mean? Yeah, my argument, <clears throat> my biggest argument always is is that because uh, religion is so ingrained in our natural national culture, and especially when you have so much religious text um, on parts of the state where we don't feel like it's, it's it should be, I guarantee you that the single largest loser of any political campaign would be any person in America right now that would run on a completely atheistic platform. If someone stood up to run for Congress right, or right. Senate, mayor, anything, if they came out and said that they do not believe in God and it is not a part of their core belief system, they would not be voted in. You it's, know, yeah, it's the hardest thing to run on. That, that, is, uh, that is kind of true. And, uh, and there are people that, that do fake religion as they run for political offices i mean we all have seen that it it becomes a it becomes like a talking point yes yeah. because it should be it should be uniquely personal to you uh it shouldn't have any really bear, real bearing on your moral or ethical aptitude uh to run for for a uh, service in the united states but it does for some reason because it's so ingrained one thing i can't stand when i watch 
politicians at all levels, you know, local, uh, state, you know, federal. Uh, like, uh, take, you got a white politician that goes into a black church, okay, and tries to clap and beat. Mm. All right? It it's is painful. It is painful. It's painful. Co- Coach Chestnut, ever see it? Yes. yes. <laughs> it's the worst. Are you suggesting that white people don't have rhythm? No, because some don't. That, that, that's I do. I used to be a break dancer. <laughs> I know you did. Okay. I I'm, saw you try to rap yesterday. Oh, yeah. Not bad. Not bad. I'm a little out of practice. <laughs> but I, I don't know. For me personally, going back to you know uh, what I was talking about with the creation of the motto and and the uh, and its origin, you know, I, I still believe personally that in God we trust is in place to remind us that we are not like a communist country or a Marxist nation that was introduced when it was introduced anyway, and that there is something above government, you know, uh, whether it be. Uh, for me, a higher power like my God, or I don't know, for other people who don't have a God, I look at it as if they are their, they are their own God, if they will. They're in control of their own life. Okay. I live for a higher power, and it could be that if I didn't have a God, I would live for me. I do what I do because I'm told by. Words that were in a book given from my God. If I didn't have that God, I would just be doing what I feel is right based on my own intuition. Intuition. Yeah. Right. But then again, you don't have to touch money. Everything on the pray, pre pray card now. That yeah, that's right. So it's going to be on our debit cards. <laughs> you don't even have to mess with money. You don't want to mess with it. I got a question. Uh, yes, so sir. How did this all come about? Like, how did the conversation in your group come about the statement on money? How was what was the origin of the conversation? Oh, we, we haven't I think had it was Joe's idea. I think it was Joe's, oh, it was idea. Joe's I idea. talk about it today. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, when we meet on Wednesday nights down at Evil I Nash. someone had a, made a comment and then. So we we meet on Wednesday nights down at Evil Nash Brewery, and um, we just kind of pick a, a random topic, uh, anything, if it's philosophical or um, current events, you know, a lot of yeah. COVID stuff now. I bet. And um, – and everything that's going on, but we just pick it, and then we just pick pick it to pieces until we. What What's the address of Evil Nash? Uh, what, what street is that? Uh, I think it's 10th Street. Yeah, yeah it's on 10th, 10th Street. 10th yeah. Street. It's and, the old Pick a Rib. Right, right, right. I remember where the old Pick a Rib? Evil was. Nash Wednesdays. What time you guys gather? Uh, somewhere between six thirty and seven most of the time. And, and that's what I love about you guys' group. You're able to have conversation because you go on Facebook today or social media or Instagram or anything, no. and it, it's it's all the angry stuff. Well, that's what we tried to get get into was bringing groups of people together to talk face to face so that you didn't get to hide behind a keyboard. You right. actually had to meet them face to face and realize that even though you differed, you could yeah. still have a beer and discuss things. But I mean, a lot of the things that we talk about aren't always argumentative or yeah. debatable. It's just thinking, conversation, just thinking out loud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just thinking out loud. That's what's up. Like that. we, we, we should bring like once a month, we should bring you in and, and sure. you bring up a, a topic. Oh yeah. I, that. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be cool. For sure. So, yes, don't forget, Wednesdays, Evil Nash, okay, 7 o'clock-ish, all right, get there, get your drinks, and, uh, man, have some good conversation. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. All right, coming up next, well, I'm a white guy, right, and uh, I, don't, I don't feel like I have white privilege, but uh, yet a new friend of mine, okay, uh, on his Facebook page, I-, I was seeing these posts, and it was claiming that people like me, you know, have it, so to discuss it. Joe Joe Jimerson, he's going to join us to go over it all. 
pretty fly for a white guy is next on the Joe Padula Show. Absolutely. Hey, this is Coach Chestnut at the Joe Padula Show. What I like most about Joe is get an opportunity to talk and share our stories here in Clarksville. Absolutely. Get ready to hit the jackpot on Vegas Thrills when Oak Grove Racing, Gaming, and Hotel opens this summer. Owned and operated by Churchill Downs, Oak Grove Gaming will be bringing a whole lot of Vegas action without the flight. Featuring over 1,300 exciting games, a five-story hotel, delicious dining, live racing, and much more. Opening this summer right across from Fort Campbell, it'll be a great place to play and work. That's right. Oak Grove Gaming is now hiring hardworking, energetic people. Start or advance your career in the gaming and hospitality industry. Full and part-time positions are available offering great pay and benefits. From food and beverage to finance, marketing to maintenance technicians, many great opportunities are immediately available with new ones continually added. For a complete listing of positions and to apply online anytime, visit oakgrovegaming.com. That's oakgrovegaming.com. Oak Grove Gaming is an equal opportunity employer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So, one of the most stressful things to do is buy or sell a house. Well, that all changes. Why? Shelly Holiday Realtor Remax North Star. She eliminates the stress parts of buying or selling a house. She'll work that deal. She networks. She knows how to do it. She's Shelly Holiday, Realtor Remax Northstar, and you want her. I'll tell you what. Just go to her Facebook page. She's Shelly Holiday, Realtor Remax Northstar. Just do it. Click like, send her a message. Joe Padula Show. Absolutely. Lawyer Wayne. Oh yeah. I, I gotta get to uh, I gotta get to some of those meetings on Wednesdays. Yeah. I can't though soon. Why not? And I'm sorry, Robert. Yep, there you go. He picked up on the queue. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Robert. On Wednesdays. You live like two minutes from there. You I can know. Jog there. But we're starting trivia on Wednesdays. Oh, okay. What time's trivia? Gonna be. <laughs> I don't want to cross promote. You know, take away attention. Too late. No, it's fine. <laughs> come what, to, our, come to our meetings first, and then you'll have a higher elevated trivia. <laughs> we should do. Or mad as hell. We should do trivia <laughs> at the conversations, right? Sure. Like what was the original motto of the United States? You can get all kinds of trivia ideas. Yeah. Yeah. You get a free beer. Yeah. Oh, I like it. <laughs> Damn. We're gonna be doing that at Chemo's, the new Hawaiian restaurant downtown. Nice. Oh wow. Yeah. Maybe we'll switch days. Oh, maybe you guys could switch days. <laughs> or, no. or do it at Chemo's. Oh, no. we got Evil Nash is good. Yeah, that's our yeah, good spot. That's, they, they got good beer, too. Do the trivia, then come over come over Evil Nash. Okay, deal. Yeah, we're there late. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Shut it yeah, we, down. we shut it down. Yeah, we shut it down. Okay, good. All right, that's what I'll do then. Right. Come in there all yawning. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but all right. Good job, intern Shane. Sorry about camera four not operating today, but we're making it work. All right, so I'm a white guy, right? And I sure don't feel like I have white privilege. Yet, new friend of mine, okay? His Facebook page, I see a lot of these posts uh, claiming that that it's real and that people like me have it. So, here to go over it all. I I know, touchy subject, but got to talk about it. You know what I mean? You, you just can't type stuff and yell about it. Just you talk about it. And that's what we're going to do here with JoJo Jimison. So ladies and gentlemen, JoJo! Soon we'll have you back in to play the keyboard, too. 
Sounds good. Yeah. All right. So here it is. Uh, JoJo, thanks for being here. What What is white privilege? Well, white privilege is pretty much, let's say, privilege. Okay. Um, you're, you have something someone else doesn't have or you're able to do something that of a lesser group or abilities you know so yeah i'll get up on that mic a little I, bit more yeah, yeah my voice is maybe a little too low so i love it I, it's I, a good very velvety yeah yeah i heard that before <laughs> nice <laughs> no but um so it's, it's mostly towards the whole thing of what, what people the the advantages of of a system or life towards white privilege it's the ends of like of of a race that okay we can do this, others cannot, and most of the people don't. Most of white people don't know they have it because they never had to experience anything on the opposite end. If that makes sense. Um, for example, um, you can look at there's some studies with um, even children when they look at um, a doll, they'll see they'll pick, look at a picture and say is uh, is the white doll good or is the black doll? Pick the, which doll you prefer is the best doll and majority of the uh whatever race it is they'll go to is the white doll because it's mostly looked at the white doll is the good doll because of maybe ads or advertisements or things that they was taught when they was younger or passed down in generations so when it goes to the white privilege it, it's a lot of things that was built up to make um towards the you know white individual to look as they're good but any other race maybe be a, a little under that. Okay. Well, with the advertising, like uh, take the, you know, follow the money, right? When it comes to advertising, you, you want to reach a demographic, so you advertise for that demographic, right? That, that's that's how uh, in the in the in the broadcasting industry, you, you you have your 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 demographics that you that your target demographics, and if there's a lot of ads for white kid dolls, you know, uh, I mean, sixty one percent of the population's white you know so i can understand that part and you know if you break it down it's what was the final the 2018 census it was a 61 percent point something uh white 18.9 percent was hispanic 13.8 i think was black five percent was asian Pacific Islander. Pacific Islander was uh, like was like point point uh, something of a percent. But but nonetheless, I, I can understand where advertisers are just targeting more money. So I don't see that as white privilege as the dolls. But but I, I hear what you're saying though. It's just an example. Of- yep, absolutely. Can I piggyback off that? Please do, Coach Chestnut. So to add on, I don't don't take white privilege as such a bad thing. Because every one of us have some type of privilege in certain segments of our life. Right. Oh, I'm not taking it as right. a bad or no, a good I'm thing. Yeah. At, I'm not even just you, just yeah. people in general. Because now when we speak about white privilege, if you even put it on Facebook, they'll block you. Which is crazy because that's the best opportunity to have a good explanation and conversation. We're lucky it. we're not shut down right now. Yeah, I believe it. I believe you it. know what I mean? And that's to say that they... We'll, won't, won't do it later, right? You've been on shows that they've done that to yes, us. Yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> they shut me down. Because um, Theory Thursday back. Yeah. yeah. But oh, with, with that being said, it becomes a problem when you use the privilege to oppress another group. That's when it becomes a problem. Okay. So if you're not using the privilege to oppress another group, then the privilege is, is already it was already set up before you were born because it's systematic. That's where racism and systemic racism comes in. You what a... 
Jojo, what about like, uh, would there be any black privilege? Would there be any Hispanic privilege? Would there be any Asian privilege? Almost definitely. I mean, um, let's let's, let's go into the reality of it. uh, Let's say sports. Uh Uh, When you look at basketball, you're looking at who's going to be the best athlete. First thing they're gonna look at this. They look at this uh, African American man. He he has this built. He's he's six one. They gonna automatically think off top. He's gonna score this many points. He's gonna be able to do this versus any other uh, other race. Then you go towards um, anything towards let's say um, soccer. Um, any any you got people all over in Europe. So you coming from overseas, from Europe, they're going to automatically think, hey, man, you're going to kill in this sport. So a lot of people go by their own views. Based off also, it's just pretty much what we're trained our eyes to see. And that's why I say it goes based off still, um, you know, commercials, right. TV, movies. Um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, when you base it off of people, um, i trying to think Race of. Race culture. Um, Race culture. Like, for example, like they say, like, uh, um, they say black people like um, great Kool-Aid, you know. Um, oh, stereotypes. stereotypes. Stereotypes, right. So, you know, like things in that nature. So right. people are going by stereotypes. Yeah, and there, there is a anything. difference between stereotypes and stats. You know what I mean? Correct. Right, right. And, uh, uh, and, and the stereotypes, like back in the day, all right, and I grew up in a very diverse area, you know what I mean? Jersey and New York, I mean, you, 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 you walk around, you see all walks of life, which was great. But I'll tell you, it was very clicky sometimes mm-hmm. do you know what i mean and we all got along with each other but ma- majority of us stuck to our cliques and we were taught that by our parents they were taught that by their parents they were taught that by their parents and then you know you you, you try and we did we, we broke our our cliques and hung out with all different types uh i mean for crying out loud the this one girl, I mean, I couldn't believe it. Isabella, forget about it. But but that's a different story. So the, how do we end that that privilege then, that these cliques give each other? To end it, um, first I look at anything towards even like let's say racism is first to acknowledge what is happening. That's the number one thing. If you don't acknowledge it or you don't, I don't believe it just because I don't want to believe it. That's where the problem comes in. To understand, like, if somebody's hurting, you have to look at it like you're hurting. If if I if I if I'm looking at it, I've always been on top. There's a problem. If I've never suffered suffered anything, there's a problem. If if I'm comfortable, there's a problem. Because then, how do you grow? How do you realize? So if I'm not looking at somebody else suffering, and I'm just telling them they're down, they're, they're, I need to go down to your level as well to see, okay, why are you hurting? Because that's the thing of being brothers and sisters, you know, being a family, being a country, it's also the people who you feel is low or going through, you need to reach down to them and get on their level too. So when you see people, even let's say on the ends of homeless, going down to that level, I need to reach out to you. Why are you in this situation? So towards killing white privilege and all that racism stuff, I have to first open my mind up, my ears up, and realize just, uh, just what I know and what I experience ain't the only way or the only thing. Well, then, if white privilege needs to be done away with, then all the other privileges need to be done away with also. Correct. It, this is, that's a tough battle. That's not going to happen, though. That, right. Because sometimes some people want to be different. I mean, so we all want to be different, but all, at the same time, we all want to be the same. There, there, and, and there's people of all races and colors that love being a victim also. And that is the reason why it will never change. 
And I don't think that's a race thing right there. I think that's just an individual thing. I think that's just a poison in some people that they, they just want to be the victim because. And, and in conversations, I found this interesting because uh, many conversations in all walks of life, you know, it's so many people. It is mostly the ones who do get the, if you want to say offended or like you have white privilege, it, it is the, mostly the blue collar workers, white people, or, the, or, the, or my white combat veteran battle buddies who are the ones going, I don't have white privilege. Do you know what I mean? As opposed to maybe a white collar, more of my liberal friends. What, why is that? All they have to do is look at it from this perspective. When the statement is given, it's, they're automatically offended because of the connotation of it. Just like if you use the N-word, right? So if you look at it from this perspective, that if you, if you bring up the subject matter of white privilege, if you're not using it to oppress another group, then it's not... It's not your battle. It's not your fight. It's not your problem for the most part. However, you have to call other people on it when you see it's being used to oppress another group. The number one. No matter what race. Right. But the thing is, you're not going to get rid of privilege because we all have privileges. Right. The problem is when the privilege is used to oppress someone else or another group. If if it comes out of the United States, let's just speak to our country alone. The number one thing... Does the privilege go beyond the borders of the, of the country? Right, because it's not it's bigger than the privilege because you go back to racism and systemic racism. In order for us to move forward anywhere, you, we have to acknowledge the fact that racism is still alive and still working, and it is systematic and systemic. It's, it, it's a institution. Where is, where is racism in our system today? Everywhere. I need an example. Okay, so if you go want to go from buying a house, getting interest rates living in certain neighborhoods, being uh, targeted to move into a certain area, not moving to a certain area. But it is illegal. It's illegal, That's but right. it's still been accepted. Because okay. we're not calling each other on it. So, for example, let's say if me and you go get a mortgage, right? Right. And we both go to the bank. They give you 3.45 and they give me 4%. And our, 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 our credit history is, is equal. If I don't even know that you got the lower rate and you don't call up that person upon that. Right, right. That, that's the, but that's vice versa. Thing. Right. But I, if I'm not aware of it, the thing is, we have an inherent situation that, okay, we're just happy that we got the loan. Because many times we wouldn't even get the loan. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. So when, when you will go in the bank and you may say, I'm worried about getting a low interest rate. We're almost worried about just getting a loan in itself because systemically, there's no proof of that. Where's the? I just asked for a specific proof. When it comes to the housing, show me. uh, That's what I want. I want a stat. Give me a stat. It's it's illegal now. Yeah, there's plenty of that in the past, especially. Absolutely, official policy. Right. Yeah. Of course, I'm not denying that. Leftovers. So that so one of the things that that people with your history. Uh huh. Carpet bagging down here. That's right. Jobs. Damn Yankees. Don't understand necessarily that the le- that the leftover effects mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. original systemic racism. I can, I can tell you exactly how it works. Mm-hmm. All right. So so here, here's what happens: if you exclude a certain segment of the population, such as black people, from being able to go to certain schools, being right. able to get certain jobs, being able to work, live in certain areas and stuff, then even a generation or two after that, or more, right? You're still walking still around. Still going to feel now, the effects. Now they can, can go to the same schools, get in the same colleges, things like that. But the assumption is still that the backgrounds are, are, are tied up, that their family histories aren't as good as 
say an average white guy. And mm-hmm. it's, it, you know, one of the best examples to me on this is look at our first African American president. He did not come from an African American family. He came from a Kenyan family and a white mother. His background was not one. His his ancestors weren't you know brought over as slaves hundreds of years ago. His his ancestral history was not tied up in the systemic racism. And brought a pretty wealthy. And, right. and so he, uh, he rocked right. to the top. But even so, because of the color of his, of his skin, right. because he looked like the people whose families had been oppressed in America for so long, he would have been treated and is identified that way. Same with your with your family. Your, your family came over as, as immigrants long after the, the Civil War and that, that yeah. kind of stuff. But because of the way you look, people look at you and assume you, you must come from a family that has a certain background, that has a history in this country, just because of how you look. Damn day goes. Yeah, and they don't know that if they don't, just like until you open your mouth, and then we know who you really are. Bang! Yeah, I know. I'm working on my yours though. All right, hey y'all. Right. If I can add on to that you said some facts. Like if you look at the prison system, uh-huh. um, you can look at a majority of it is African Americans because also one of the issues is if you go through the whole prison system, you ask them how many people really believe they're innocent. How many times have you? It's been proven that a lot of um, of people of color is put in prisons and they're found out innocent later on because it's easier for them to go through the system than, than the, probably the normal um, white individual. Because of the thing is, as always looked upon, we're violent, we go through this, we're, it's, it's, a, it's how we look at it. So that's, that is a number one proof and it's evidence, like you go through research and it's proven that black people, are, not just black people, but just people of color will go in the prison system and stay there even longer than any other Doing the same crime. That's why that First Step Act, okay, uh, that got passed a couple of years ago. I, I it did. was even before then. Oh, oh, yeah. This is talking about Bill Clinton. Uh, oh, uh, oh yeah. I know what they passed <laughs> in the nineties. Was what? was friggin' was almost uh, a, a death sentence, if you will, yeah. for for nothing. Because even even if, like for example, for day like I'm I'm, I'm thirty seven years old. Even when oh, I you go look to young, the, I appreciate right, that. Don't worry. About even it. go through the store, even at this age, every time I walk out of the store, if I don't have nothing in my hands. I feel somebody going to tackle me. Right. I feel somebody's going. I thought I was the only one. But here's the thing. I'll but tell you, you this, you though. You want the proof, you, right? You, you, back home, that's the same way for me. If I go into a store, that's a great example. All right. If I go into the bodega, all right, I go in, nah, I saw a roach. I'm going out. Okay? They're going to look at me like I stole something. Mm. Right. It, it, it's. It's interesting being down here, though. Mm-hmm. It, 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 you see the difference. But no, there is a difference. There is a difference between north and south. And I can, yes. And I can tell you. I can tell you. Here's here's an example of my white privilege. Uh-huh. Right. I get stopped going out of Walmart, especially all the time. They want to check my bags. They want to see my receipts. Since right. I was young. That's right. All the time. Right. I I have never once questioned whether it's because they're racist because I ain't black. Right. I know why they stopped me. It's because I look like this, right? Um, They're beardists. But if I were black, right, even if that person wasn't being racist against me, I would have in the back of my mind the worry that they are. And, and I'm privileged to never have to worry about that because of the color of my skin. And I didn't deserve that. I didn't do anything to earn that. But that's just a, a little way that, that you can walk around as a white person and never realize the privilege that you have until you – to people that you know don't now uh now robert okay uh you don't mind we bring into this one right sure yeah so robert you you, okay have you guys discussed this in your groups 
white privilege and stuff like that? Um, I think we talk about what um, the current culture uh-huh. in the United States, kind of, kind of uh, the cancel culture kind of stuff. Yes, yeah. the cancel culture. Yeah, yeah. So, what's your take on it? Um, I think that I think you guys have a, a lot of good points. I, I think that what you were trying to look for is like specific proof. Yeah. Of privilege would be, in my mind, a real quick thing to look at is the richest person in America. And now look at the richest black person in America and look at the difference between what they were able to gain. So you have multi-billionaires and then you have the richest black person in America is nowhere near that. There's a huge gap and that's a privilege. That's a privilege that, that like Bill Gates and them afford that. But they say, uh, you know, argument wise, okay, take uh, Bill Gates, right? So here's a guy, you know, didn't, didn't come from too much and, Built his his company, right? IBM, right? Boom, 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 and made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Good for him. The richest black guy out there. I, I don't even know who. Maybe I'll ask Alexa. That'd be an interesting. One. Alexa, who is the richest African American? Oprah Winfrey. Oh, of course. How much she worth? I don't even think that's accurate. I don't think it's. No, accurate. it can't be. It's a black man. I forgot his name. How much is Oprah Alexa? I think it's like a Nigerian business. They use such a terrible picture of her, too. I got the Alexa where it shows the pictures, right? (laughs) (laughs) They could have used a much better picture of her. Alexa, how much is Oprah Winfrey worth? Oprah Winfrey is worth an estimated two billion seven hundred yeah, million yeah, U.S. dollars. Yeah, and she's right. a salary of three hundred million. F- founder US of uh, BET is, is worth more than that. Right. But e- even if you look at Oprah, yeah, she's worth two billion. But <gasps> look, look what she had to go through to get the two billion. Yeah, you, you understand? I know she had the uh, the color purple, terrible movie. Well, no, <laughs> even even beyond that, look, yeah. she came from the south, right? And she Tennessee girl, right? Right, and it, yeah. her family was put through X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. without going into detail, just to make ends meet, just because of the system that was in place. Oh, and I hear you, and and I'm glad that the the difference between the, the North and South was established, uh, just <laughs> scenario wise. Because don't get me wrong, you, you got you still got people, uh, racist people up there, but like oh, I yeah. said earlier, you, the clicks. Do you and, know what I mean? You no, know, New York, Jersey, Philly, Detroit, mm-hmm. the. Pittsburgh, all the those, places with high taxes. Right, those are some of the most segregated cities. Yes, in in the world, you go there and African Americans live over here. Uh huh. Mexicans live Absolutely. over here. Puerto Ricans live right. over here. Oh, well, that's Polish the other side of the tracks. Here. Exactly, yeah. and everyone stays in their own area unless ah, I feel like getting some Italian. Uh huh. But then you got to make sure you know what Italian restaurant to go to because you're not going to be welcome at all of them. It just depends, and that's trial and error in itself. So. Will that ever change? Or and it's do changing, people? It's changing all the time. Do people have a right to be inclusive to their culture? You have the right, but when you hold other cultures down uh-huh. from, from progressing, that's where we have the problem. We just have to learn to hold each other accountable, and I think it's going to get better. Is it going to ever? We're going to completely eradicate it? No, but it, it can't be just a daily occurrence like we just. People just doing what they want to do. That's not that's not that's not acceptable in any form or fashion. I think it's already in process being changed because at one point it wasn't even talked about. Yeah. Um, when I was young, we knew as um, as African Americans what white privilege was, but we didn't speak it. We didn't talk about it. The thing is, what brought it back to or brought it to light was actually when people talking cameras and videos, and now you seeing this happening, this happening, this happening, and then you have an audience that sees all. Oh, 
this does happen versus I'm just hearing it from your mouth because I'm just thinking you just complaining. I'm just thinking you trying to, you know, the ones that just complain about everything. Mm-hmm. Now there's evidence. What are they calling them? The Karens. Yeah. Right. The Karens. I mean, for example, like, I'm, hey, I'm just doing this and you want to call because of this yeah. or, or complain about this because the thing is, back in the day, people used to get fired just because they didn't like your smell. They didn't like because you didn't say, you didn't open the door for them. They were, they were complaining, you know, all kinds of stuff. Dated a girl like that. Yeah. So that's what I think. I, I got think fired after I didn't open the door. <laughs> because it's been presented now into the local stream. You know, everybody's now seeing it. So now we're speaking on it. So that's what's going to help it. The, an issue recently, though, and Bay, I think we talked about this a little bit, is the uh, white guilt <laughs> where I see people saying hello to black people, yeah. strangers, like at the supermarket. Who do we talk about? The, uh, Jimmy Terry. Yeah. Okay? And it's ruining because I'm always a helloer to anyone. Always. And now when I say hello, I get to look like <laughs> like I'm doing it out of white guilt. I've always been a helloer. Yeah. I think it's only because of the climate we're in right now. Yeah, you it's interesting. Yeah. Right now, everything, well, let's make this clear. Nothing's going back to the way it was. No, it's not happening. It's not. We, it's this not. is really the new world order, right? But... Think well, don't say the new world order. Yeah. Oh, we don't. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook, we still on? Yeah. <laughs> you know. But if you think back to, remember when 9-11 hit? If yeah. you remember this yeah. time? Mm-hmm. After 9-11, this was the best country in the world. Right. Everybody, everybody loved everybody together. for like literally 18 months. Yeah. Because we came together against one enemy. Yes. Now it seems to be more internal. Yeah. We're our own enemy now. And I'll tell you, and there is a privilege that I do have. And it is an American privilege. That is for damn sure. I mean, we all have it. We just got to find a way to realize that we have it so we can be unified again. Well, and and well, we're in the process of that now. And everybody has to receive it. Because right. Because the thing is, exactly. you might receive it different than I receive it. Yeah. So that's the other thing because, like I said, when I get pulled over, it's going to be a little different on my end because that's just how I know how I feel when I get pulled over, even if I I just got a broken taillight. Yeah, so, understood. <laughs> well, even the way you're trained to act and respond. Because literally you know. my hands go like this on on top of my... <laughs> well, I ain't doing you, all you should that. see me. I, 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 I have literally done that. I turn the interior light on and put my hand on it. Smart move. I always, you got to put that interior light on, you know, so they see something. They got Some people threw their hands so, yeah. out, out uh-huh. the window, all this stuff. So I live in I a... always hurry and chug my beer. I live in a, a predominantly a black <laughs> area. You know uh, where, where where I live now, and I'll tell you, it has been. I have great neighbors, great neighbors, and they have been very, I guess, understanding of me. But you're not normal, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I, don't, I don't even mean that in a negative way. I take offense to that. If you if you if you take your personality, how you carry yourself, you've been in the military, you've been overseas. Everyone has an experience that, so you have your whole energy and vibe is completely different than most. Well, then that's that's how we fix this. You understand? That's how we fix the whole privilege thing. Yeah. We send them to the military. Well, first they go to New York. Okay. No, first they they got to go to Jersey. Okay. Drink the coffee. All right. Second, you get the dirty water dogs in New York. All right. Uh, mustard with the uh, in the deli mustard, not that yellow crap. You get the the mustard with the red onions. All right. Then you go join the military. They use red onions on hot dogs. Yeah, in New absolutely. York? They don't use white onions. No. I, I definitely think travel you are is weird. key. Oh, I am weird. The, yeah. the more yeah. we travel yeah. as more, individuals, yes. exactly. when you, like you said, we have the American privilege. Right. Like, I thought I knew about it until I went overseas. Like, going over in Europe and mm-hmm. Italy and Germany, you, you was like, oh, we 
we are. People really don't like us. They don't care if you black or white. You're an American. See, and, and, yep. and, and to uniform, be honest with you, I don't care if they like yeah. me or not. Well, yeah. I was a little nervous because you know where I was at. They blew up our post office, and I was like, "Well, okay, you really, really don't like yeah. us." So I, I don't, I don't care what, uh, what what outsiders think of us. Nope. Because we have to focus on ourselves before we focus on their opinion. The biggest thing is to learn from like different areas. Like I'm from Memphis, so I was I was in an area how they had a system. I'm so they, sorry. Oh no, nah, I, I mean I'm born and raised, but I love it. You know, I won't live there, but I love it. Intern Shane, intern Shane, get him the hand sanitizer. All right. <laughs> but um. Nah. I, 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 my, my parents started me in a, um, a private school uh -huh. was predominantly white and then my middle school was in the neighborhood school was predominantly black and then my high school was actually those same that same crew from East Coming area together, yeah. came together so that gave me the ability to learn from both sides so it also brought an understanding and a relationship so if everything's always separated for example like you can't come to this side of the town you can't go to school here you can't do all these things that's what separates us and that's where we got different learning we don't get close to each other we don't build relationships and then we come up with our own mindset that's why I like school choice it's, you know what I mean mm -hmm. I like that good it's like I dealt with racism on all sides. Do tell, Bay. I dealt with black folks, Puerto Rican, white folks, Japanese, all that. You know, you know who's the most, <laughs> in my opinion, in my in my learnings. You know who the most racist is? Asians. <laughs> Listen, I don't. I, I'm just from my experience. Oh, because I, I learned words because mm -hmm. I had Asian friends and they told me words. Mm -hmm. And I would hear these uh, their parents speak. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So what did you do about it? Me? Did you learn the language? And I laughed. <laughs> I laughed because I was hanging out with their son. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we used to, we we used to do racial jokes all the time, like back and forth to each other. We used to do Polish jokes. Do you remember Polish jokes? <laughs> do those count? <laughs> Well, it, 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 they I will. Guess it's a Polish. Cult, it's a culture. They, they will now, right? <laughs> Italian jokes. You know what I mean? Uh, See, I didn't really. We didn't. My my crew. I grew, we didn't do that. But I grew up in you know a pretty diverse yeah. group as well. And we had. A, it's just certain things. We didn't play fight a lot. <laughs> oh no! It's no. just either it's on or it's not. So, but I grew up in a more tense environment. Due to race, I, yeah. I grew up in the housing projects where race was an issue, and nothing, a whole lot of things weren't funny. You know yeah. what I mean? If you didn't play with a Tonka truck, then it wasn't funny. The the jokes are more of what was mentioned earlier: the stereotypes of right. each other. You know what I mean? And that kind of brought us the busting of each other's balls. Kind of created a cohesion right. between us, and maybe that's just from where I come from, yeah. where 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 busting balls is cohesion. Where I hear people test people to see their toughness yes. and their strength here. Like a power trip? Uh, no, nah, just to see where they where you at. Yeah. You know, if you're going to stand up for yourself. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm not going to hang out with a little chump. Yeah. No. Right. Can't do that. Because if a fight break out, you're going to have my back. Yeah, running. I can't take no L by myself. <laughs> running. I, I tell you a true story. I was at Pub. This was two years ago. I was in Publix. And right after track practice, I went and got some chicken. And I had some potato salad. <laughs> no I, comment. I had no comment. Sweet tea. Mm -hmm. Oh, he knew it. And knew so it. the girl, she was, she was Puerto Rican, I believe. Puerto Rican, Mexican. No, she's Puerto Rican. She's ringing everything up. And then she got done. And she's like, she started smiling. Uh -huh. She's smiling. I said, I said, I know what you're smiling about. I said, I know. I didn't check every box with every stereotype all at one time. She's like, no, no. I said, it's cool. It's I'm cool. not offended. Right. And then 
we had a good laugh, and then that that's that was it. Right. You know, her energy yep. wasn't bad or anything. Yeah. So you know, like you said, sometimes it can be a funny moment. Yeah. But right. when you use it to you know degrade or derogatory, yeah, exactly. When there's negative oppression, when there's negative energy behind it, right. When there's evil behind it, that's the problem. And we know the energy, but the people who's using that negative energy try to act like no, no, no. We know. Right. Mm-hmm. No. Because yeah, there's a lot of comedians that you know they use it as Absolutely, an advantage, but then right. also some that also use it to hurt the uh, hurt another culture and things like that uh-huh. so it's just it's your purpose right am i doing it out of the uh, to help just to bring laughter laughter amongst each other bring joy yeah or is your purpose to tear down if you anytime your purpose is to tear down something you automatically in the wrong so it's bit it's not even just the whole re- it's just good and evil that's the point and blank everything is about intention right intention no right robin guy. right there's no bad guy. There's only you and me, and we okay, I feel like I should be playing Lean on Me right now. <laughs> Great movie. <laughs> Coach Chestnut. Yes, sir. If uh, this, I don't know. Yeah, it can't be fixed. Yeah. I mean, that's a terrible attitude and something terrible to say, but privilege and, and we based it you base it down to evil right that, that's where we brought it to and there will always be evil some way somehow well yeah so it, we we got to learn how to mitigate it yeah I, I agree we can't get rid of it but we can mitigate it we can uh-huh. reduce it and expose it we can make it uncomfortable it, it's almost it. like who who you know right now will go in, there, in the airport and say I got a bomb. <laughs> Look with that. that we're not doing that, right? So that when it comes to racism or and sexism and all other isms, we have to make it to the point where it's not acceptable. And the more you make it unacceptable, the less you will see it. It's still gonna happen. It's gonna. It's like domestic violence. It's it's gonna happen. We can't stop that. Two people in a relationship are gonna argue, and someone's gonna get to a fight eventually. And right he, here, he, he, yeah, right. But here is where I see is an issue, okay? As an ambassador of Caucasians, okay? I didn't vote for you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Is when people use white privilege, saying that you have white privilege, as an insult. Okay? It becomes weaponized. Right, weaponized. Nice. Right, Robert. But if you uh, see, and that's I think that's like I don't know, I can't remember what your original question was, but if it's is it just enough to take an earnest look at yourself when you experience the privilege? Is it to sit there and say like, I just got through this a lot easier than an African American brother of mine would have? Like, was is there a, a definite reason to just step back and say? Oh, I just experienced my own privilege and take account of it. Because how much are you supposed to do about it? You know, hmm. are you supposed to recognize it in the moment and say, actually, I want you to treat me as you would treat everybody else? Because most people are going to take advantage of it if it's if it's available to them. Yes, like I watch these videos of these groups chanting, "I'm sorry for my." I'm like, <laughs> See, what do you guys know? It might just come from a place. No, no more black ignorance. person wants that. You, no black person stands there asking white people to say, I'm sorry for my ancestors. I don't know. I saw the video of the guy making the girl kiss his feet. Yeah, I don't. That's, I, yeah, I, I hear you. That's, I hear you. That, I don't. No. I, I, I know. <laughs> they trying to get views, likes. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. Power trip. I think, I think 
99.9% of most mm-hmm. African Americans just want change behavior. Totally agree. That, that's mm-hmm. what it want. That's what we want. And the Everything fact that fair. if I say you have white privilege, uh, one, the black person probably should be aware of the energy that they're distributing that that statement. But the person who received it, the white person, shouldn't take it so offensive because it's prevalent, right? But then have the conversation and then make something out of it positive. It don't always have, have to that be conversation. A, don't always be a negative but exchange of conversation. And adding to that, okay, when people are calling people, oh, you have white privilege, you also see in cases where they get called racist as well. And I think that word is being thrown around way too much towards people of, okay. of all races. I agree. It loses first. It loses its power. For for example, I don't have to call somebody a racist to recognize a racist. Mm-hmm. So that's the other part. If I got if I have to come out of my mouth and say you're a racist, I lost the whole power of that statement. Because the thing is, back in the day, it wasn't said you're a racist. You were, we just knew this person's racist. Stay from this area, or when you come in this area, expect this. So it ain't. It wasn't a public thing. They like just say, "I'm just gonna bust everybody out." Is you a racist? You a racist? Because the thing is, sometimes people don't know. I'm being honest. Sometimes people don't know they are acting in that. They're way. not trained, right? And yeah. then there are some people that are purposely. This is who I am, yeah. and they're gonna stay that way as well. Who are trained to be, you know. Right. So the thing is, there's a difference of me telling. If I'm telling you, you are a bully. Is that gonna stop you from being a bully? Yeah, you said that with a very deep voice, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so the best thing to do is present it to you in a different manner that you might receive it, that you might change how you're acting or how you present yourself. If I keep coming to you, you're racist, you're racist. That's not going to stop nah. you from being a racist. To be honest with you, it's going to embolden. Right. Right. It is going to make me hold on to that to prove a message to you, right? So the whole thing is how do you help each other recognize something? So I would want, if something's wrong with me, I would want somebody to come to me the right, but if you come to me the wrong way, I'm not going to receive it. Right. I'm going to reject it. Bay, racist versus bigot. <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> Nothing to me. I still don't like it. You don't, yeah. Yeah. Don't don't be a bigot. Don't be racist. <laughs> but like you're right. There's people that are just not taught, or they are taught to be. Learn the history too. Yeah. Right? Oh, if, read you, a book, if you learn a book. the history a little bit, it would alleviate so much confrontation from the very beginning because. Me as an African American, I almost feel like I'm being made it to be my responsibility to teach America or white America the atrocities that happened in the past because they left it out of the education. The school system, system sir. Right. And so now you have this big gap, gap of lack of well, lack of knowledge. Well, and then they will say, Well, that happened in back in nineteen sixty five. Like you know that that's not that long ago. Right. right? You know people still live. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, still you know, still alive. Yeah. Know, right. And then they're like, Well, African Americans, you we had a, a black president, y'all should be doing better now. Mm. <laughs> Okay, this started back in 1619, and we're still trying to progress. And every time that we get a leader, per se, mm-hmm. they become, they're, they're assassinated by help of the government, right? Yeah. So now you have a whole culture that is fearful of being a leader. You don't see too many leaders jumping out there. You got to be a leader underground in order for anything to work because you're afraid of losing your life, not just your family, your life. Right? Intern Shane, what did we say to you yesterday? Uh, be a leader. Yeah. Because right now your generation is lacking leaders. And why are they lacking leaders? They're afraid. Yeah. Well, for us, being a leader right now is being a sacrificial lamb. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I tell you right now, I feel like this. 
I'm not gonna jeopardize my family per se, but my goal is to one, empower the youth, and two, reduce racism and systemic racism. That's my whole motivation. That's my focus. And whatever happens to me happens to me. That's how I feel as right here, right now. Right? That's how I that's how I'm living it. All right. Well, you you got a typo on your shirt though. No, that's that's it's perfect, man. Erasism. Erasism. I got it. I feel like we all should have the opportunity. Yeah, Regardless of course. Of race, creed, color, gender. Uh, it don't matter. Where you come from. Yeah. Right. If me and you go out and have a beer. Right. And we're at a bar and somebody slap you. Mm-hmm. I'm not just sitting there. It's going to be a slap-a-thon. That's right. A slap-a-thon. <laughs> you know, <it's, laughs> That's good. Yeah, if you with me, you my peoples, period. Yeah. What it if it's matter. my father that comes and slaps me if we talk about his balls earlier? That's different. That's different. If you with me and you in my circle, regardless, male or female, it doesn't matter. Right. We together, then we ride together, we die together, we bad boys for life. You, you know, we came here together, we leaving together. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, no. <laughs> and and I, hear, I hear what everyone's saying. I do. Lawyer Wayne... Uh, now, um, bad boys for life. Is there? Uh, I love that movie. Is there messianic Jew privilege though? Yes. What absolutely. is it? Absolutely. The uh, I tell you, I tell you exactly. Exactly. Got kind of privileges they have. Uh, when they when they, when they they get they get together, and uh, why your voice change? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, Shapiro gets on and tells uh, you about the facts, not feelings. That's no the it, Jewish privilege. Shapiro. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, Jewish privilege. Yeah. Right. People make certain assumptions. I go talk to an inmate in jail or something. Uh-huh. You know, they find out, oh, I got a Jewish lawyer. Oh, yeah. They, oh. they act a certain way. I think they're going to win. No. <laughs> All right. Even, I'm even, going home. Even the Aryan Brotherhood, <laughs> even the Aryan Brotherhood uh-huh. is happy to have a Jewish lawyer. Yeah. Wow. They're like, yeah, you people, y'all do you, good at that. Yeah, you're all very good at it. You do good at getting people out of prison. Yeah. But, uh, nah, it has its pros and cons. Unreal. It's good for money. Yeah. <laughs> I, all them diapers you've been buying in the years. Right. Yeah. I'll tell you what, we don't, we went over a little time here, but I don't mind. We're not even going to do the Johnny Depp. With the oh, poop. we're not getting to the Johnny Depp and the poop. That's all. No. We won't do our, our rap news. We'll do that next week. Okay. That could be a better chance for picking out the stories. You didn't, you didn't practice, yeah. practice over the weekend. Man. <laughs> Coach Chestnut, what'd you learn on the show today? I learned that uh, we actually can have a conversation in spite of what's going on. In today's world I, I I did lose Faith For a minute That we could have Legitimate conversations So I'm glad that We could do that Here right now And you know You have the ability To broadcast it And once again I thank you for Putting this together Too easy Barely an inconvenience Right Right Lawyer Wayne What'd you learn On the show today Learn I need to treat My interns better Yeah Yeah you're rough <laughs> so on them please em. and thank you Yeah It's a new era <laughs> Right I'm gonna take that to heart Thank you, Intern Shane. You did a great job today. Yeah, he did. He was very good with that camera. After the after the first five minutes, then it was all good after that. Jojo, what'd you learn the show today? Anything to stand out for you? I learned it's a good vibe in this room, man. Right? Yeah. It's, it's got good, good energy. Yeah. And and we also have a flat seltzer water. Yeah, so if you, <laughs> so if you ever want it. Yeah, I brought my water. I'm good. <laughs> Thanks for coming today. Appreciate it. Let's see how good Intern Shane is. Robert. Hey. <laughs> Sorry, camera four is not operating. What'd you learn in the show today? Anything saying that for you? I learned that it is best to recognize your privilege and then not become 
offended by recognizing that privilege and then turn that privilege into good yeah for equality there you go there you go that's what's up I knew that when I came in here but yeah, that's right <laughs> <laughs> it was I was living that before I came here I didn't have one uh, Wednesdays Evil Wednesdays, Nash Evil Nash sure what time you guys start up 6.30 7 o'clock great conversations yeah that's awesome thank you brother there we go he's getting it don't worry I'll get I'll get camera four operating so oh intern Shane what'd you learn the show today here, uh, pop on uh, that Lawyer Wayne microphone there, if you don't mind. Just don't blow into it, all right? <laughs> and uh, stay behind him so you're on camera. There you go. Austin P. Let's go pee. There we go. He's in. Okay. Into chain, what'd you learn the show today? Well, I learned a lot. Like, uh, for one thing, I learned that there's a... Uh, uh, I want to say atheist group, right? I want to make sure I got that. A collection of all minds, I believe. Free thinkers. Yeah, free, free thinkers. thinkers. Free thinkers. Yeah. Like, uh, there's a free thinkers thing uh, going on, and uh, I wouldn't mind checking that out, Please honestly. Come. And um, uh, aside from that, I learned from the usual with, like, everything that's been going on today, uh, like the, uh, the stereotypes, the racial culture, and everything like that. It's, you know... It's a lot to learn. It's like yeah. you learn something new every day with that subject. Yes, sir. It's true. Pass that along to your uh, to your fellow young students over there. That uh, conversation's uh, part of the prob- part of the solution of the problem. All right, uh, Bay. What'd you learn? <laughs> two things. Okay, two. Oh, and guys, we trust on the money. Uh huh. I wonder when they're gonna change the money now. Oh, the, the, you know, yeah. Rosa Park all down. You know, they talk about all that. Telling you, make a seven dollar bill. Rose yeah. is on. And you know, there is white privilege to a limit. Uh huh. I used to before with my friends. <laughs> got, out, <laughs> got out of some sticky yeah. situations. Yeah. 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 You ain't lying. For, for a second, I thought he was. Frankly. I'm taking my drunk friend home. Uh, <laughs> Him and his girl just got into an argument. <laughs> I learned that uh, that's privileges. In all different forms. Yep. I'll tell you. Some bad, but can some be good? Yeah. yeah. Comes. That's what I learned. Yeah. Some privilege can be used for good. And I, I learned that uh, if if I do get insulted by words, that's on me for feeling insulted. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's up to me to, uh, if I get called a name, like, uh, like the, that girl that called me racist and everything. Yeah. It upset me a little bit until I thought about it. I got nothing to worry about. <laughs> so, uh, all right, uh, we're, we're going to get out of here. I can't believe it's uh, this late already. Are we going to go for a drink, Ryan? I'm in. Okay. I'm yeah, in. we're going for drinks. Jojo, you get hammered a lot. What do you drink? I get hammered a lot. <laughs> That's what I heard. That. Uh, it was in the bio. It's called the setup. In the bio? Yeah, it's the on, setup. Man. I need to read my bio, man. Jojo, <laughs> <laughs> you're a church-going man. He's trying to set you up. <laughs> I'm like, I got to read my bio. Evil Nash. We'll stop by Evil Nash. Okay, yeah. sure. We'll stop by Evil Nash. All right. Clarksville, hey, have a great, safe weekend. Uh, thank you for allowing us to uh, to have your conversation right here on the uh, the Joe Padula Show, where Clarksville goes to party with a purpose. Absolutely. This is Lawyer Wayne. Check me out at LawyerWayne.com and check me out on TikTok at LawyerWayne. You're listening to The Joe Padula Show. Absolutely.